Hey, that's nice. Here we go. Hey, girl. You just tuned into the Britney Smith podcast. You're tuned in because either you're an entrepreneur, a mama, or both. And sometimes you just need a minute to, well, just be. And on this show, you'll get a lovely mixture of business and branding genius, faith and motivation. And if you're a mama, you understand conversations. Because let's be honest, we are fabulously multifaceted and amazing. So thanks for popping by. I'm really glad you're here. Girl, let's get into it here on the Britney Smith Podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Britney Smith Podcast. I am your host, Britney and Smith, and I am superly duperly excited. That's right. I'm over here making up words. I'm excited because I have my new friend, Miss Crystal Herring. She is an author. She is a publisher, and she is also going to be one of the speakers at the Hey Girl Conference coming up on May 13th, 2023. If you are in the tri-state area, you need to go ahead. That's right. Go on head and go to heygirlconference.com and get your tickets. We're going to talk a little bit more about the conference, but I'm just letting you know up front, if you enjoy this show, you are going to love, love, love the Hey Girl Conference because the conference itself is a whole vibe. Okay. It's a whole vibe. And it's the place that you need to be as a ambitious woman, a woman who's building something, a woman who wears many hats, a woman who needs community with other women um, who are just going to love on them and people who are like-minded, like it's that kind of space. And you guys, it's just amazing. So Crystal, I'm going to stop blabbering. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Brittany, for having me. It's such a pleasure to be on your show. Um, Yes, I am Crystal Herring. I am here to just just express who I am, who God has made me to be. And I'm so, so thankful to be on your show. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So you guys, Crystal, like I mentioned, she's an author and she's a publisher. Um, So Crystal, tell us about your journey. Let's just, let's just start like, you know, your journey, the, the journey to writing your first book and then tell us about the book and how it came about. Awesome. Thank you so much. So, um, Aurora actually was inspired first by my oldest daughter, Autumn. Um, she's an avid reader. She loves to read and she would bring me a book. I'm like, mommy, I don't think this is appropriate. I'm like, Oh, so I go through the book. I'm like, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> so going through several books of her trying to find something that is good for her to read was just frustrating. And because she loves to read, it's like, okay, we need to figure this out. But God said, you know what? I already gave you the answer. What am I supposed to do, Lord? Write the book. And I'm like, okay. So that's how the journey began. The journey began with writing a book that my daughter um, could read, um, that she could see herself in. It's not see herself in just because of the color of her skin or the hair texture, but see herself in who she is as Christ has made her to be. Um, And so that was just how it started. Um, But the funny thing is along that journey, um, I found out the book was for me. So as I'm writing the book, I am like pouring out tears um, because I'm like, this is me. Aurora is me. Yeah. Aurora is the girl who um, wasn't, see- was, you know, felt un- felt like she couldn't do things, felt like she wasn't worthy enough, felt like, well, maybe because I'm a Christian girl, maybe, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, um, I'm, I can't go into this space. Right. But then I realized as writing Aurora that God has made me unique, he's made me um, set apart, uh, different on purpose. And in writing her, um, I found myself. So I allowed the little girl in me to heal 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I no longer listen to what the world says about me, uh, but I walk in my true authentic self as who Christ has said I am. And so now I found that that is where my true power is because a woman who knows who she is in Christ, mm-hmm. you can, there's nothing that you can do to her. Come on. So um, I, this journey of writing Aurora has been so therapeutic and I found it so um, just like, I was like a release yeah. of like a, this feeling of like all this burden that I've had been held holding on to. Because when you hold on to the thoughts of other people on yourself, it's such a, it's a weight that's, that's not, you're not meant to carry. Right. And I realized that. And so God said, now it's time for you to release it all into this book. And this book is going to be a release for not just young girls, but for women who have been holding on to um, lies about who they are. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's such a, such a pleasure to write this book. That's awesome. So um, one of the things to note is that our audience on this show um, are grown women who are doing all the things, their mothers, their, their wives, their business owners, but they're also broken. You know, mm-hmm. some of us, some of us are broken. I'm not going to say speak. All y'all broken. It's not like that. But <laughs> we all have issues and challenges mm-hmm. internally that we haven't addressed because we're too busy doing life. Right. You know, we haven't gone back to grab that little girl and heal her so that we can be our in our fullness as adults. Um, and even some of the things that that got broken as children, we are walking out dysfunction today as a result of the things that we didn't fix um, that happened to us back then. So this is so relevant relevant. Um, and kudos to you for, for going through that journey. Um, but then inviting others to go on their own journey. You know, I definitely can identify with that as well. And again, the writing process, it's therapeutic. You, like you said, you know, and you start writing and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I remember that. Like, I really remember that now. And it's like, wow, so many years have gone by. And then you start to put the dots together of how that thing is played out into your teenager life and into your young adulthood and into your full adulthood um, and how you now have to make some adjustments potentially, Um, you know, and then I love the fact too, that, you know, it started out as a book for your daughter, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because like, it could have been cool, you know, book for your son, but the fact that you have a daughter that you now are helping to navigate life and um, really not grow up as the broken child, but you get to pour into her and love on her. Um, and it's just, it's, I love the full circle-ness mm-hmm. of it all. Um, so, so talk to us about some of the takeaways from the Aurora story. Some of the takeaways from your healing process that you gathered as you were writing this book. Oh, well, my, my favorite verse um, I found was Ephesians 2.10 and um, that I am God's workmanship. I'm his masterpiece. And um, the takeaway was, that was the biggest takeaway for me, was realizing that, you know, um, the negative thoughts that I had of where, you know, maybe I'm not that pretty, or maybe I can't do this, or maybe, because I was, I'm a very big person, I'm a very big on um, pushing others first, and and cheer, <laughs> being their cheerleader, like, oh, you can do this, you right. got this, and I would I almost literally get upset with people yeah. when they didn't believe in themselves, I was like, how dare you not believe in yourself, Right. and that's, as I was writing this book, God kind of revealed to me, well, you're not believing in yourself. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are an overcomer. You, I, you have chosen you, picked you apart, set you apart. And I'm like, okay. So that has really been like my takeaway is that I am God's masterpiece. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's nothing that I can't do. And so um, stepping into who God has made me to be has been such an eye opener. And I'm, I'm seeing now that 
by me being my authentic self, I am now giving space and place for my daughters to be who God has called them to be. And that has really, truly been the eye opener for me because you're right. It's full circle. It's, yeah. it's, I don't want my, my girls to go through what I went through. Like, yeah, being a Christian girl doesn't mean that you have to be, you're less than if there's something's wrong with you. No, it's a beautiful thing. You're a light. You're, you're here on purpose. And yeah. so to be able to show my girls that, you know, you have space, you, you can yeah. take up your space and it's okay yeah. to do that. Yeah. It's okay. It's like you're supposed to do that. Yeah. That's yeah. your design to create to do that. And so that has been the, the greatest revelation for me as a, a, a woman and as a mother of three girls. <laughs> so Ooh. there are three girls looking at me. <laughs> and um, so it's, it's a blessing that God's saying, no, I can't have this for my daughters. And that's, that's really my motivator is that um, I want to make sure that girls that come after me don't go through the same things that, I, that I've gone through or women like us have gone through that right. you don't have to be broken. Um, right. learn, from, learn from our mistakes, learn from our wounds. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And be exactly who God has called you to be. You are, you're so on it because we don't, first of all, being a girl is hard. Okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> and we can just, and we can just put it where it is being a girl, being a woman in today's society. Well, I don't think it was ever easy being a woman, honestly. Um, you know, with the responsibilities that have been given to us and, um, you know, being treated as a superior species or whatever like we're not that we're not not superior in, inferior rather um you know we've been treated as second we've been treated as less than and so you add a woman of color you add a woman who wants to work you add a woman who's a christian like there are these things that as we apply these things to ourselves we get knocked down further and further. And it's like, no, I don't, you, you don't get to do that to me. I right. am important. I am valuable. I have something to bring to the table. Um, I am the table. Okay. Like, you know, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I can totally identify. I remember, so I have two girls and they're, they're small, like six and one and a half. And um, I remember when I was pregnant with the first one and I cried when I found out I was having a girl. Not because I didn't want a girl, but because of all the things that I know she's going to have to deal with and face and the the feelings, the heartbreak, the not feeling good enough, all those things that I went through, I cried because I felt like, ooh, I felt like <laughs> I couldn't, how am I going to help her navigate mm-hmm. these things? When I struggled so hard to navigate those things, like I felt so ill-equipped to walk her through the journey and she wasn't even born yet so here I am blubbering about like oh what's gonna happen when she's 12 like okay relax hormones (laughs) but it was a very real reality check um that I needed to continue to do my work so that I'd be a whole person to be able to be present for her when she comes to the different intersections of life as a female. Um, and so, yeah, like when you write your story down, it really makes you, first of all, dig into the challenges, you know, because we, because of who we are as women, we will work, we will go, we will school, we will take care of the family and not even deal with our feelings about things, not deal with the insecurity, not deal with the rejection, not deal with the heartache, not deal with the comparison, not deal with the, the imposter syndrome. We won't deal with it. Um, and so what happens is it piles up on the inside. 
And then at the most inconvenient moment, somebody will say something, somebody will do something and you'll react like, wow. And, and it's like, yo, what is her problem? It's because you didn't address the girl on the right, or you didn't address Aurora, you know? Uh, And so I want you to talk about, and you don't have to, you can get as deep as you want to, but what was one of the more, the most challenging moments of writing that story because I know that sometimes as we're writing our story, you may come up to a, a situation or a memory or something like that that really kind of like grips you. What was what was that moment or what were some of those moments for you that you really had to like work through while you were writing? Hmm. Good question. It's funny because it actually happened before I started writing. Hmm. So it was a moment where I had an incident where it brought back every negative thing. Um, that someone has said to me that you're not good enough. You're, um, I've actually had people tell me, you know, you're trash. That's people cool. I've worked with. Yeah. Um, less than. And so all that came flooding back um, at that moment. And as I was writing Aurora, and, I, and as God was speaking to Aurora, which I felt like speaking to me, um, he was telling me, you're not that. And it's yeah. like in that moment, because there's one scene in um, Aurora where she's in this garden. And um, she she has her on her crown, and then she she sees like all of these the piece the words you're chosen, you're beautiful, you're God's masterpiece, you're loved, but it's ripped up and torn on the floor. And then she sees the crown on the floor that God had given her, saying that she is the daughter of the King. Um, but it's all on the floor, and it, it the place the garden that once was beautiful is now like gray and black and dark and, and dull. And it's right. because she's allowed other people to tear down what God has said about her. Mm-hmm. And as I'm writing this, I'm crying because that's what I have, that's what I was doing. Yeah. That's what I have done in my life. I have allowed the words of other people and even my my own insecurities to tear off who God has said and, and the words that he said, what he has spoken into me, I'm loved, I'm chosen, I'm redeemed, right. was I've, I've let it fall onto the floor, fall to the wayside. And um, that was probably the most heart-wrenching and my most vulnerable moment in writing that piece um, because mm. that was me. I, yeah. was, I was literally pouring myself. I was allowing other people to tell me who I am and right. leave my authentic self for other people yeah. to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that so many people listening right now can identify with that. Um, and it's because I think one of the reasons why we allow that um, is one, well, there's a couple of reasons. One, we are not hearing that those affirmations from the outside. And so when we're not hearing the affirmations, we're allowing whatever is coming our way to fill that space, right? Mm-hmm. To replace what should be there. Uh, but then the other thing is we're so worried about taking care of other people yeah. that we don't take the time to look inside and see who we are. And give ourselves room and space. Like you said, take up spaces. Like we don't give ourselves permission mm-hmm. because other people's needs are more important than our own. And we learned that as kids. I remember, um, you know, talking to my therapist a couple of years ago and she had me do like a, a life map or something in, you know, memories as far back as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And I remember being six years old and getting nearly basically two new siblings at the same time, right? So I had a younger brother who was three and then we adopted another brother who would have been, who's in the middle of us. Um, And so I went from being the only child to being the oldest of three 
Mm-hmm. And so all the babies got all the attention is what it felt like. I know, I, I know I was love, but like in my head, it went, you know, they got the attention. And so it was at six that around that time that I started jockeying for approval. Hey, look at me, look at me trying to get people's mm-hmm. attention because I felt less than I felt left out. I felt neglected. Right. And, and just see that one thread throughout my entire life that turns into the approval addiction that turns into, you know, some of the promiscuity that, that we, we end up walking into because we're looking for value. We're looking for worth. Mm -hmm. Don't you love me? And it's so subtle. It's so subtle. It's not like, Oh, somebody called you ugly one day. And then the next day you have multiple partners. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not that (laughs) and dry. It, it happens gradually over time. And so I want to encourage those who are listening. If you, if you identify with that garden that Crystal talked about, that place that was once vibrant, that place that was a place of, of solitude and serenity and joy and peace. And now it's, it's dead and it's crumbled and it's, there's no life there. One of the things that I want to encourage you with is that it can be revived. Yeah. It can be revived. All it needs is a little love. Yeah. And, and, and it starts with self-love. It starts with self-love. And so I love that you have those affirmations. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am smart enough. I am beautiful. I am gifted and talented. I am valued. I yeah. am worthy. Because you know what? If I were to disappear today, there'd be a lot of people who'd be hurting. And in need of things, if I, would, if I was just to go on somewhere and never come back, a lot of things will fall apart. <laughs> yeah. you know? And that's the reality. Like you are valued, mm-hmm. you are supported. And, and the other thing, Crystal, that gets tricky is we want support and love and value and, um, and affirmation. And sometimes we get stuck on wanting it from a certain place. Mm, that's, that's good. You know, and we're like, please, please love me, love me, love me. Meanwhile, there's a group of people over here like, we love you. Yeah. You're so great. And we're yeah. we're stuck yeah. on wanting it from mama, who, who at this point maybe doesn't even have the capacity to give it to you like you need it. Mm-hmm. Right. Or we want it from that man or we want it from that that organization to be recognized. We want it from all these different places. And God is like, first of all. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm here, right? I'm here. Get it from me first. But if you're not in a position where you can see and hear God, I know that there are people, there's somebody in your life, even if it's one person that values you, yeah, that can speak life into you. If you can't yourself, ah, we will right now. We will yes. speak life into you yeah. right now. So Crystal, I want to take a moment and I want you to speak to that woman right now. Speak to the auroras out there and encourage her heart right now. Oh, thank you so much. This is so awesome. Yes, first of all, too, uh, as a mom of three, a wife, and into my church, I get it. We're busy. We feel, um, sometimes we feel devalued and un- unappreciated. But I want to speak to you right now, let you know you are loved. You are chosen. And most importantly, you are seen. God sees you. God sees your tears. God sees the times that you feel like you just can't do it, like you feel like you're messing up. You're not. You are so, so important and so needed. And you are valued beyond a treasure that anyone can ever, um, anyone can ever capture or measure. You are immeasurable. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love it. I love it. And 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 in addition to that, you're not alone. Yes. 
you're not alone with all the hats that you wear. There's another sister next to you. There's two of us on this line right now that have matching hats. Okay. We, we get it. We understand it's not always easy, but you are doing the thing. That's the thing we forget. Like we're doing it, but we don't really realize that we're doing it. You are keeping the balls in the air. You are making sure that boo-boo and CC get from point A to point B every day. <laughs> you are the one, you know what I'm saying? You're the one that, that makes it so that your husband has a, a, a nice place to come home to. You're the one that's making sure that the people at your job get what they need so that they can do what they need to do. You're the one. You're doing it and you're doing it well. Even when it doesn't feel like it, you're doing it well. Why? Because your best is good enough. And on any given day, your best might change, the levels yeah. might change. But if you're giving your best, it's good enough. And that's something I had to, I had to really get that down into my, my soul, my spirit, that my best is good enough because I'm God's best. And so anything that comes out of me is good enough. Yes. Okay. On the days that he created the heavens and the earth, he said, and it is good. Mm -hmm. He created you. So you are good. Period. That's it. (laughs) That is, I think that's the biggest lie that um, we're alone in it. And that is, you're not, you, you, sometimes we like, it's, we're not meant to be an island. God has given us people. If you just look, trust me, there's somebody out there that sees you, that hears, that feels you, that has, understands exactly what it is that you're going through. And yeah. I remember I used to joke with some, one of my former coworkers, she said, I gave my kids McDonald's three days in a row. I said, well, did they eat? She said, yes. Well then, did you give them a hug? Did you love them? She says, yes. I said, well then good job. You're doing, yeah. you're yeah. working full time. Um, you know, taking care of two or three kids. They're good. So mama, if if your kids ate that day, good job. The the laundry's not done. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's it's closed. Well, first of all, just be thankful that you have clothes. So. Okay. That's real. Yes. So um, that is. And I think as moms, we really need to give ourselves um, more grace. We give grace to other people. Why don't we give grace to ourselves? It's okay. Yep. It's all right. We don't feel like we deserve it. Yeah. And so there's so many, there are so many lies that we end up living by. Um, And it's up to us to identify them, call them out, and then cast them back into the pit of hell from whence they came. Okay. Because it's just, it's just so not true, right? Like you are equipped for this job, this motherhood, this wifehood, this businesshood, this sisterhood, <laughs> you're, you're equipped the for the hood. You're equipped yeah. for the hood. Okay. <laughs> and um, I love that you said that because for some reason, there's this standard that we've either we've created or we've allowed others to impose upon us that they got to cook, have to eat home cooked meals every day. They gotta, you know, have the nicest shoes and the name brand clothes. They've gotta be speaking three languages by the age of six. Like, come on, man. Like, that's yeah. not realistic. In in 2023, like I don't know, I don't know a person who cooks hot meals every night for their family. Like, I mean, they they cook, I know people that cook regularly, but like five nights a week cooking, like I don't. Does you not get, we don't get these leftovers, okay? <laughs> We're not wasting food. We don't get these leftovers. Listen, like like you said, you gotta take the, the pressure off of yourself. Yeah. Um, feed them, clothe them, hug them, 
pray over them. Mm. Amen. <laughs> That's it. Because <laughs> you know what the other thing is? One of the things I'm learning as a parent that our kids, they think the world of us, right? Mm-hmm. So like if I make oodles and noodles, my daughter will sing my praises. My mommy is the best mommy in the whole wide world. Like, like literally, like that's, oh, that's what she does. Like, you're the best mom because I have mac and cheese in a cup. Like, and she's good. Like, she's happy. Um, one of the other things that I think of as a mom is sometimes we're so overwhelmed with life that our kids are running around and making noise. So we end up being, shit down. And God had to pause me. He said, Listen again. What you hear is the sound of happy children. Do you know how many women wish they could have that sound in their home right now? That's the first thing. And then the second thing is they're happy. They are they are having the times of their lives. They might be driving you crazy, but they are having the time yeah. of their lives. That means that they they are taken care of. That means they feel safe. Mm-hmm. That means they feel free. Like he gave me a whole perspective shift. And so I want to pose the question to you guys, where in your life will a perspective shift do you some good? Mm. I want you to, I want you to chew on that. And, And so Crystal, I'll ask you the question, how has perspective played a role in your healing process? Mm, wow. Um, my perspective has changed because being a mom. Mm, that'll do it. Being, yeah, definitely. <laughs> being a mother is a, it's, it's funny. It's, it's a blessing, but it is also, it is definitely, it, it'll, it'll change you. It'll grow you up yeah. real quick. Um, yeah. And having my girls and realizing the path that I, took where it's you know the the brokenness and the loneliness or um feeling less than you realize quickly that but I don't want that for them mm-hmm. and so and, and it's and that when I see certain things in my daughters and they say certain things it's like okay that's when I do a heart check I'm like lord okay are they seeing this in me right because it's like okay hold up we need to, I, I, that that's me and God's time okay, let fix me work yeah. on me so that we I can be an example for them and that's where quickly it's like, and he'll, he'll tell me, like, oh, yeah, that was you. I was like, ooh. Oh, yes. You're right. <laughs> You're right about it. That correction will come. And it's like, when it comes, like, are you ready to, to change? Yeah. Um, and so that, that, when that, when my mind's just that, that perspective hits, like, you know, I, I realize that, okay, there's something to me that I need to work on. Um, yeah. So motherhood has definitely helped me. That's with my good. perspective on things. That's good. And, and likewise, motherhood and marriage, you know, both, both relationships, being a mother and being a wife are very um, reflective, I'll Mm. say in terms of you will begin to see yourself in certain situations, good and bad, Um, you know, and like you said, it'll force you to change your language. It'll force you to change your approach. It'll force you to change your perspective. Um, And, and God does that purposefully, you know, he does it purposefully with my husband and I, we have gone through lots of changes and, and um, we've been on a journey as, as, 
all, all marriages have been. And it's intentional by God because he wants to get the best out of us. Mm -hmm. And so it's a refining process. Marriage is a refining process. Motherhood is a refining process. Entrepreneurship and having a business, it's a refining process because it's constantly causing you to check yourself before you wreck yourself and others. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, that whole part right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I love that. Um, and so ladies, as you're listening, I want you to understand, and, and I hope that you've understood by now that you're not alone in this, like for whatever you think we've accomplished or where we are, just because we're the ones on the microphone right now, we are where you are. We're all on the same, the same journey, the same path. We might be in different places, but we've been there. We've yeah. been there. Um, and there is, there's hope on the other side of the challenges you're facing. Um, but there's also joy in the midst of the circumstances that you're in as well. Um, this is good. I'm like, I feel my heart is full from this conversation because I know that somebody really needed to hear this today. Um, so Crystal, tell us about, um, briefly tell us about your business and, um, like did Aurora come as a result of your business or did the business come after you wrote the book? The business actually started after the book. Um, so I was looking to publish my book and God said, um, I want you to do it. And I was like, okay, sure. all right. Like, there's more in you. You have a lot more that um, that's to come. So Aurora is the first of, of my books coming from E6 Publishing. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited about it. My husband will be writing his own book as well. Okay. So um, I'm excited about what's to come from um, from all of this. It's, it's, it's been truly a blessing that, to have God use me. Like I say now, I am a child of God. That's who I am, but I get to be an author. I get to be a publisher. Yeah. And it's such a blessing that God gets, I get to be used by God in this way. Awesome. 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 That's so great. I'm excited. Um, and so ladies, if you are feeling the vibe, like it, I feel like there are people that are sitting there with their cup of coffee, like, yeah, girl, you know, like we're just, we're just in this conversation. Yes. If you, then you need to go to heygirlconference.com and register for this conference because the, the very same sisterhood vibe that you're getting right now, that is the entire conference from the speakers to the attendees. Um, the sessions are going to be out of this world. And the theme is we're going up. And so we're going up in every area of our lives, in our personal selves, in our as mothers, as wives, like we're going up as businesswomen, as black women, as Christian women, we are going up, we're going to another level. And so you need to get there. I'm, I promise you being in the atmosphere alone will do your heart some good. There's going to be lots of uh, great food. There's going to be great vendors, great sessions. Like I mentioned before, Crystal and I are speakers at the conference. Um, it's just going to, it's going to feel like one big, big mama hug. <laughs> if I had to describe it, like yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. I just want to say something. So it's, it's funny. Speaking of the Hey Girl Conference, I just have to give a huge shout out to uh, Ms. Cassandra Burnett, who is the CEO yeah. and founder of Hey Girl Conference. And I just have to say that um, God puts people into your life. Like you said, we're not alone. And so it's funny because we found each other, you know, after being apart for a little while. And um, she has been such a blessing in my life and her light, her, her boldness, her ability to walk in who she is authentically um, has allowed me in real, to realize that I can do the same. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I just want to say encouragement because this, when you get into the space and the place with these amazing women, 
the light that that's been kind of like dimmed in you will just automatically just, I feel like it will just begin to just shine so bright and you'll find um, the healing and the love and the, the, the appreciation that, yeah, like the big old warm hug that you've been needing and looking for. Yeah. I'm so excited. Absolutely. Hey, Cassandra. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So yeah, make sure ladies, if you're in the tri-state area, um, May 13th, 2023, you need to be at the Hey Girl Conference. Um, so listen, this was great. Um, Crystal, let us know how we can connect with you um, on social and online. Yes, I'm on Instagram at Crystal, uh, Crystal S. Herring. I'm also on, uh, on Facebook, Crystal S. Herring as well, or you can reach me at Crystal Herring at e6publishing.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Listen, ladies, there'll be more of these interviews with the speakers of the Hey Girl Conference coming up. So we will see you next week for another amazing Hey Girl episode of the Brittany Smith podcast. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to leave a comment and then share this episode with another amazing lady who needs to hear today's show. Yes, girl, I'm serious. Just send her the link and say, girl, listen to this. Want to hang out with me every day? Head over to Facebook and join the Female Coaches, Consultants, and Content Creators group on Facebook. Or you can join my mailing list in the links below this episode. Girl, I enjoyed our conversation. Stay amazing and remember, you are loved, you are needed, and nobody, I repeat, nobody can do what you do the way you do it. See you next time on the Brittany Smith Podcast.